Hey, e-commerce sellers, this is Jeff Vosick. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer of GDW Inc. We are the premier e-commerce fulfillment and solutions provider, and I'm here to introduce you to the Ecom Shift podcast and to our hosts. Now, the Ecom Shift podcast is primarily an interview-based podcast that covers anything and everything related to your e-commerce business. In each episode, we'll interview a successful e-commerce seller or someone who has a great tool or advice for e-commerce sellers. And every once in a while, we'll go solo and go through one of the strategies we've used in our businesses or go over some common questions or mistakes you know we're seeing from clients that may help you in your business. So your host is my great friend, business partner, and our CEO, Mr. Alan Basinger. Now, Alan is a 15-year e-commerce veteran, and along with playing out his role as the CEO of GDW Inc., he has a passion for helping e-commerce sellers create long-term, sustainable e-commerce businesses. All right, got a short and sweet one for you today. Do you know why most would-be e-commerce sellers fail before they even start? Is it sourcing? I mean, you know, that's typically the first step is sourcing a product, right? So wouldn't it be that? Nope. It actually has something to do with sourcing, but goes much deeper than that. And it's something that most would-be e-commerce sellers are completely ignorant in, which frankly makes it even worse. So there is hope because in this episode, we caught Alan ranting about this very topic, turned on the recorder, and now you will benefit by this rant greatly. So if you've ever wondered why you've had so much difficulty just getting started, this could be the episode that changes everything for you. Enjoy. All right, so overall, in e-commerce, people fail. We know a lot of people fail, and there's a lot of different reasons why they fail. But the first step, as you and I know, to having a successful e-commerce business is sourcing. You have to source Correctly. Yeah, but sourcing is actually the easy part. People fail before they even source. Okay. How do they do that? Well, they fail before they even source because they haven't done any market research. They don't know what markets they're getting into. They don't understand the market they're getting into. It's, it's, I'll give you a great example. We weren't a third-party logistics company. We were an e-commerce company. We did logistics for ourselves, but we really didn't understand the logistics market as well as we needed to and we jumped in making it very hard we have some capital resources that have allowed us to learn but it's a very expensive learning process and that's where a lot of people mess up in e-commerce when they start trying to sell online is they don't understand the market they're getting into they jump into some kind of a niche you know that they're interested in I love fitness so I'm gonna get in the fitness niche and then they start looking and they just copycat the let's say those rubber band doodads uh, that are super cheap and easy to get into in saturated market the fitness market is huge and it's billions and billions of dollars but they don't understand how to break it down to be able to look at that market to find out where the opportunities are so they just jump in the me too bandwagon source some products they lose on the buy they don't source correctly so they're one that they've already put themselves at a disadvantage because they don't know the market. Right? Yeah. They're already at a disadvantage because they don't understand the market. Then, which is we ran into that same problem. I've done this myself. Right. Then they don't source it right. 
and then doesn't matter how well you list if you if you've messed up in the beginning you're going to have a hard time at the end you know again back to GDW we didn't know it's been a very expensive learning process for us to get the stat correct staff the correct systems correct processes the correct equipment all that stuff to be able to do that are we there today yeah but the hundreds of thousands of dollars that we spent to get there is an expensive proposition so we, basically what I'm hearing is that we saw long-term value in that because we understand that market yeah is very big it's outside of the scope of even just Amazon or just FBA prep the scope of that market is very very big so the long-term benefits are there the so that so the investment is worthwhile from a longer perspective as long as we can capitalize mm -hmm. and fund it yeah but most people are coming in with very limited budgets very limited skill sets and not a very good understanding of the market that they want to jump in because they love yoga <laughs> or you know whatever uh, meditation mm -hmm. whatever that may be you know that everybody has their personal thing that they like um, and and then that puts them at a disadvantage right from the beginning and then they still have to learn the the they have to learn business they have to pay their dues they have to make those mistakes and they're underfunded undercapitalized don't know the market don't really understand selling and and they got to make those mistakes that's expensive process yeah so that's where where I see it so you really need to start off with your feet in the right place you need to do market research in the beginning understand your market research once you understand your market then you need to look for the opportunity in the niche so market first not niche niche is second find the opportunity in the niche then source your product. If you can get those three right, you start off on a better foot than most people. And you're going to help them in the sourcing mastering training program do that, right? The sourcing training program, we're going to start out talking about markets and niches and looking at how we can define what that market is and look for opportunities in the niche, niches and then figure out what it takes to source those products. And we'll go, we'll do it with a real product. We'll go look at a market, we'll Look, we'll look at a market, we'll try to identify the market, see how big it is, then we'll look for the opportunity in the niche inside that market, and then we'll go and look and see if we can find products or, or a sourcing agent or a manufacturer. This may take time, actually, because it's not, you know, if, you're, if you go direct, it's a, lot, a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. But uh, because this is more along the lines of, of doing it online, there's a lot of back and forth. It takes, you know, there's delays depending on where you're finding products from and stuff like that. But yeah, we're going to try to go through the whole process with people okay. to help them understand that. And if they can get the first three parts down, which is the market, the niche, and the sourcing, yeah, then they're going to be at a huge advantage. Because there's 12 billion people that will teach you how to make a listing on Amazon. You can find that on YouTube all day long. Okay. You know, actually, Amazon has videos in their own website, <laughs> and, and their help documents aren't that bad. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, so you can get that help. That's that's nothing. If you're paying for that, I, I, that's not necessarily uh, their huge benefit there. You know, I don't think you get the biggest value, biggest bang for your buck. But right. if you but if you can learn how to figure out your market, identify opportunities, and source the product right, then you're in great shape. So, so what I'm hearing is that just like kind of like anything else, and you use the GDW example, is that the thing that kills most people is the start. Yep. The thing that they get wrong or fail at most of the time is the start. And if you fail the start, well, then obviously 
everything else afterwards probably never even happens. Well, and you, know that's, at it. you know that saying, failure to launch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really kind of, yeah. it goes with that part. You either are stuck in the beginning because nobody's taught you it and you're having a hard time trying to find it, trying to find that market, find that niche, find that product, source that product, all that kind of stuff. You know, and that just creates, I mean, it's it compounds upon itself, yeah. right? It's a failure to launch. Yeah. You can't even get off the ground. And how many people are out there right now that can't even get their business launched? They want to do it. They know they want to do it. And they have some kind of idea, but they can't get past that. They can't mm -hmm. get past the idea stage. Yeah. Right? Can't get past that idea. I want to do this. I have an idea. Or maybe they're a little more advanced. We, you know, I've seen customers, and I've done this myself. You have an idea, and you go full on in the idea without all the rest of it without all the other understanding, mm -hmm. the basic business accounting and what it's going to cost. And they end up with, they end up spending a lot of money developing an idea, which turns into some type of a product sample, which turns into them ordering a big order of products. But they didn't identify the market. They don't know, and they don't have, a, what ends up happening is they, there's no real opportunity. They didn't do the market research up front. They just thought it was a cool idea because they liked it. They didn't understand if there was a market for it or what kind of market or what type of market or how that worked. And so they end up with a crap load of product that isn't sellable. Yeah. Or it's difficult to sell or maybe they didn't price themselves right because, again, they didn't understand the market and what the dynamics of the market are. I mean, one of the biggest changes I recommended people, I mean, Nathan Phillips, who was a customer, is still a customer. And then came on to help out. He comes over and he says, I have this product. It was selling really well and it stopped selling. And he's got a good product. He's in a good market. Huge market. Lots of opportunity. And it isn't selling. But what he didn't understand was the market wouldn't. The market didn't want to pay what he was asking. Hmm. Because if you look at all the other competitors, if you look at the top sellers, if you look at what's happening, you can see the market says X. And you're trying to give them Y. The market wants apples and you have an orange. Well, they want apples, man. Yeah. They don't want oranges. You know, GDW is another great example. People want um, help. They want someone who can help them source products, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want someone who just tells them about it. They want someone who can help them. Yeah. I think that differentiates us from most of our competitors, is that we actually will help them. Of course, with so many customers, I it's, it's hard for me to do a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, but... Ask anybody, if you ask me a question, if you come to me and give me an intelligent question, I will come back and give you information to help you move forward. So in Nathan's case, uh, uh, he was priced wrong. He was too high for the market. I told him where to put his pricing. He lowered his pricing and he tripled his sales the next day awesome. uh, and has continued to watch his sales increase. You know, The key then is, did he source his product to support the price that the market wants? Yeah. There's where... People, there's where winning on the buy is all about. Yep. You know, if you got a product and you did the research and you see that there's a lot of opportunity and volume in this market that people are selling on, um, then we'll just say, let's say the toothpick market is great, and you look at it and it's billions of dollars, and you see other sellers doing hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in toothpicks, and they're selling at $3.99 a hundred, and you go online and you try to source it, and it's going to cost you a buck and a half, two bucks to get it, you, you can't compete. 
you can't even enter the market. Right. You're priced out of the market before you even started. That's where people screw up. That's really it. Understanding that market, understanding what the market will support, and making that intelligent decision. And and you know where you know where I think that comes from? It's emotion. People use emotion to make the buys. They don't buy on the data. Mm -hmm. That's really it. They look at the data. The data, and you know what we do? Uh, we do office hours when we go sourcing in China. Yeah. And I do office hours, and most of the time, what the office hours are, are people coming to me saying, "Here are the products I found, and here's what I've done, and here's what the market looks like." And more times than not, people get infatuated with the product emotionally. They're tied to this product. They really like it. They think it's cool themselves. But when you do the market research, it sucks. And they will justify in any way they can their idea that this is such a great product. <clears throat> but the dollars and numbers show that they are not able to buy it at the price where it would be good. Yeah, it's a niche. And yeah, there may be a couple of people making money in it. But at where you're at or who you're trying to buy from or whatever you've negotiated, you, you're unable to get yourself to a point where you can, you can make any money. But they'll make the buy anyway. Yeah. And then they can't move the product or they don't make any money moving the product. And that's a lose. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's kind of where you know, we need to, to focus on helping people is to understand that they need to make purchases based on data. They need to understand how to find the data, use the data to understand that market and where they need to be at pricing-wise before they even begun, begin to make the buy. Then they need to go out and figure out where they can source it for the dollar amount that they need to get it to. And that may mean working with a larger manufacturer and buying an MOQ that's larger than they, than they may feel comfortable with at this mm -hmm. time. But the market and the data and the pricing all say that's where they have to be. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's really the hard part. It may be that you lose money in the beginning of the product to, get a, to, to carve out market share so that you can get your purchase requirements up to a point where you can support the MOQ at the right price. And that means buying, getting your volume to a point where you can buy enough to get the price down to actually start making money. Yeah. You know, but those are all things when you don't know that unless you do the market research. Right. You don't know that unless you do the market research and make those decisions and have enough funding to make that happen. That's where people screw up. Well, I'm really glad then that we're going to be focusing on that, especially heavily at the beginning of the program then because it sounds like it's, it's really it's what it's all about. a lot of people. It's yeah. really what it's all about. And cool. the gurus out there don't talk about this because they don't understand it. They yeah. really don't go over it. And it's the key. There are so many people, we see it over and over again, who mess this up. Yeah. You know, and we've only been helping people source for how long? A year now? Yeah. You know, within a year. Within a year, we've only had maybe maybe 100 people go with us to source. Mm -hmm. And, and it, what it, the reason this is coming is because it's what I see consistently over and over again. Yeah. Not only with us sourcing, but with, in other groups, in, in, in the online sourcing in Alibaba sourcing, all that, what I see is people making this same mistake over and over and over. And why can I list products and continue to make money? Why is it that we list over and over again and we, we tend to find a fairly decent amount of, of good markets and sell products? Yep. Because we went on the buy mm -hmm. and we understand the market fairly well. 
the only time we haven't was was the third party logistics. Yeah. You know, we saw the market. We knew it was big, but we didn't have enough expertise in the market. Yeah. So we've learned some. You know, there there's lessons there too, and hopefully we're able to give those to people and help them out. But cool. from a product research, understand your market before you get in. Understand what it'll support, what you need to do. Cool. That'll make it all happen. So yeah, hopefully we can help the people out on that. Cool. And really educate them and get them to a point where they can kill it, and then they can come to, with us to China Sounds or good. to Thailand, or yeah, to Korea, or to Mexico, or to South America, or to wherever we're going in the world to source products. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. You got it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed that and got a lot of value out of all the advice given for creating a long-term sustainable e-commerce business. And I wanted to uh, let you know best way to get a hold of us, get more, get your own questions answered, get more amazing content and things like that related to e-commerce is to join our Facebook group. And you can do that at gdwinc.com forward slash group. That's gdwinc.com forward slash group. Also, if you're interested in any of our e-commerce uh, fulfillment or other business solutions and services, go ahead and go right on over to our website at gdwinc.com. That's gdwinc.com. All right, we'll see you again in the next episode. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye now.